Just Earthly is a podcast for the nature lover, environmental enthusiast, outdoor adventurer, free spirit, and seeker. We belong outdoors, where we find union, belonging, inspiration, and at home with ourselves, each other, and our planet. We go inside to go outside. We go outside to go inside. We gather for self-healing, world healing, here on this earth. Welcome to the Just Earthly Podcast. My name is Mandy Metzger, founder of Interland Botanicals, and I'm your host. Hello, friends. Mandy here from Inner Lake Botanicals. I just wanted to drop in really quick and just let you know what is happening here in 2024. We are kicking it off with a free Good Vibe Tribe gathering online on the second Thursday of each month at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. This is held online. It's a safe space for us to gather, talk, or just be in the presence of others to meet and connect with like-minded earth and energy conscious people like you to bring to the table our whole selves to hold space and to have space held for what is going on in our lives. The gatherings are super casual and fun. We have been doing them since 2020 and we're bringing them back after a bit of a hiatus. So I'm going to drop the link down in the episode that you can click and sign up. Again, they're free. It's a great place to just gather and show up as you are. Show up in jammies, grab tea, whatever you feel, and we'll see you then. All right. I am so excited to welcome Dave Huffman of Bitchy Vegan Homo to the Just Earthly podcast. Welcome, Dave. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so excited for you to be here. So tell us all about what you do. Well, what do I do? That's an excellent question. I guess the thing most people know me for now is as a vegan baker. So that has been this later part of my uh, new chapter in my life, I guess, that started almost five years ago uh, when I started Bitchy Vegan Homo as a public kind of facing thing. Started as a YouTube channel and was really just supposed to be a cooking show. And then it, I was doing events to kind of promote that this existed. And then people kept wanting to give me money for my baked goods. So, you know, one thing was costing money to do. The other thing was making money. So I pursued the thing that was making money and uh, quickly learned that people really liked my baked goods. So that is how that all kind of, you know, started. And now I've been doing it. Like I said, it's going to be five years in May this year. So coming up on an anniversary. Oh, that's awesome. Happy anniversary. Why, why thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's exciting. It's weird. Like, you know, you never know where life is going to take you. And uh, I always thought that my uh, baked goods were better than most people's stuff. That's kind of another reason why I started. I've always cooked. I've always baked. But it wasn't, you know, your friends eat your stuff and they always tell you how delicious it is. But you yeah. don't know that that's necessarily true until total strangers start telling you how delicious your stuff is. And, you know, now I'm known for my what I've named my best damn brownies. And that whole thing started just because so many people when they would try them I would give samples out so many yeah. people would say like of some variation of like that was really damn good or that was the best damn brownie I ever had or something like that so that's why I started calling it that and I always tell people if it didn't live up to the name I wouldn't get away with calling it that right so you must deliver yeah. yeah I love it it's like the customer named it technically they, they did yeah, yeah they really did and then I thought you know I have a background in marketing so you know I've I figured it would be a way to kind of, uh, you know, a bold thing to do if, if 
you can't deliver on the product to, to you know, name it something like that, that easily just sets you up for uh, a lot of, especially in the internet age, uh, it's very easy for internet trolls to attack you if you, uh, if you don't deliver, so. It's true. Um, yeah, that's actually how I discovered you. I um, went to the Pittsburgh VegFest. Mm. Excellent, and, yeah. Yeah, and I was drawn in by the best damn brownie, and uh -huh. it, it really is awesome. So, <laughs> Wait, thank you. <laughs> it lives up to yeah. its name. For yeah. those who are listening, if you ever get a chance to try it, try it. So Yeah, I, I, I do a lot of events in Pittsburgh. I, I live in Cleveland now, but I'm originally from Pittsburgh. Okay. So uh, Pittsburgh is still my hometown. I still have family there. Um, and uh, I'll be back actually, uh, uh, you know, periodically throughout the year. I do events, a lot of stuff over at the um, Abbey Voyant Tea Company over in uh, Millvale. And then I'll be back for the Veg Fest and the Pittsburgh Vegan Expo. So you can look for me at all of those events in Pittsburgh. That's and if awesome. you're in Cleveland, I'm all over the place in Cleveland too. So yeah, cool. Awesome. <laughs> I'll have to put some of those things in the description as well. Um, sure. just to click because actually I didn't know that there was a vegan expo in Pittsburgh, but that's something that would be really cool to go to. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I have a couple of questions. It, it's twofold. So one sure. is about the baking and the other mm -hmm. about the about veganism so okay tell me about your journey in each of those sure absolutely um so ever since i was a little kid i was never able to eat anything off of a bone like it was always like meat things were always like the animal to me and that always just freaked me out so i've always been you know i'm definitely vegan for the animals and uh, i'm very passionate about that my tagline for bitchy vegan homo is nothing milked nothing murdered uh, and I feel very strongly about those two things that, you know, you don't need to uh, rely on any animal products to live a healthy and life. And I don't know why you would pick cruelty over kindness. I know it's kind of funny coming from a guy whose name is Bitchy Vegan Homo, but, you know, you can be bitchy without being, you know, a, a destroyer of things. And uh, <laughs> he, uh, but the, um, uh, so yeah, so I stopped eating like red meat very young. I was maybe like 13 uh, I'm, 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 I'm pretty old now. I'm, I'm 52 now. So, uh, it's been a long time since, uh, I had like any red meat. And then sometime in college, I just went totally vegetarian. And then, then for the longest time, I was kind of vegan at home, but vegetarian when I would eat out because it was just very challenging to try to like navigate that at that point in my life. Yeah. And, uh, I don't even know how long it's been since I've been vegan. It's probably been at least 10 years, maybe ish. I, I really don't know. Uh, I don't have like a strict vegan anniversary vegan anniversary as people say i uh i just feel uh very passionate about that though that you know uh I'm, I'm glad that i've made those choices in my life and the impact that i've had on creatures that i've never met but you know i'm happy to uh, not be you know hurting them in some way that you don't need to and i frequently get up on my vegan soapbox about it um but they uh the one thing i will say is that people frequently uh you know that let me go back a little bit. When I name myself bitchy vegan homo, yeah, my friends will tell me that I'm a little bitchy, but it also kind of plays on the fact that I think vegans overall have the kind of um, perception of being a little bitchy, you know, because we're always like, people like, you know, how, are you, how do you know when someone's vegan? Well, they tell you, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's, 
I just feel like we have that reputation as kind of being bitchy about things. You know, we're the high maintenance guest or whatever it is. Uh, so that's kind of also like a play on the name, even though I personally can be a little bitchy, I guess. But I, I always hear people at events tell me that I'm not bitchy at all. And I'm like, well, that's because I'm in a good mood. Like, especially at like a big vegan food festival, you know, I'm gonna everyone's in a great mood and people are, you know, having fun and they're complimenting the things that I'm doing. So I'm not gonna be mean, but when people say that my standard response is usually I'm like, Well, do you want me to tell you what I think of your outfit? You know, and then <laughs> you know, settles them down a little bit. So. Um, so that's kind of my vegan journey. Um, and then the baking journey is uh, when I did go vegan, it was very, very hard to find any even remotely decent vegan uh, baked goods. Uh, I would just, it was just terrible. The things that were out there and the stuff I was making at home was so much better. So I was, you know, and, and like I said, my friends would tell me that they were delicious. I had a friend who was completely obsessed with my brownies. She would always want me to make my brownies. And uh, so when I started the cooking show uh, on YouTube, and then I was doing like my very first event was the uh, Cleveland Veg Fest in 2018. And I did a cooking demo at that. And I also had a booth and I was, you know, giving out free samples and, and launching, you know, what now is Bitchy Vegan Homo. Um, it was uh, surprising to see how much better apparently a lot of other people thought my baked goods were than a lot of other vegan bakers. And there are a lot of great other vegan bakers. And I get so excited when I find another vegan baker whose food I love because that means I get to have a treat that I didn't have to make. So I still go out and I support all the other vegan bakers that I like, um, but there's an awful lot of vegan bakers who are also doing it professionally now that I'm sort of shocked that they're selling the things that they're selling. Uh, it's And I always get angry when I have a really bad vegan baked good because I feel like it gives vegan baking a bad name. And I, and I feel like if someone eats that, and then they're gonna judge all vegan baked goods. Like if the first thing you ever had that was like, whatever, a vegan piece of cake or a vegan Pop-Tart somewhere that wasn't very good, yeah. you're immediately going to think all vegan baked goods terrible. And that's just not a true or fair statement. You just had a bad thing by a bad baker. So Yeah, I definitely appreciate uh, vegan baked goods because I honestly feel like there are not enough out there. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like, honestly, that's one of the hardest things that I love sweets. So yeah. Um, I'm sure many of us do, but uh -huh. it, that's one of the hardest things for me is like, I can have, I can go somewhere and even have like a vegan meal at a vegan restaurant, but mm -hmm. I like sometimes on a lot of times they don't even have like a dessert, like a vegan dessert right. available. Yeah. So yeah. And, and, yeah. Unless you're at a vegan restaurant, frequently a restaurant will have a good vegan options for the yeah. entree, but they don't have a vegan dessert. And there is, a, uh, actually, this is one of the restaurants that didn't really survive the pandemic that I used to go to in Cleveland. Their vegan food, it wasn't a vegan restaurant, but their vegan food was always delicious. It was great. They had a whole separate vegan menu. And then, but their vegan desserts were always terrible. And I was just like, it's just Aww. frustrating. Yeah. And and again, giving vegan baking a bad name. So, um, yeah. you know, I just, I want to make sure that I'm out there letting people know that, you know, it's just because... Um, you might have had a bad experience with a vegan baked good. Try some of mine. Hopefully, it'll change your mind. Uh, and I always tell people, non-vegans, I just did an event this last weekend, and this woman came up to me, and she's like, well, I've never really had vegan, you know, any vegan baked goods, in which I correct her immediately and let her know if she ate an Oreo in her life. She did have a vegan cookie, at least. True. And then, uh, <laughs> And then 
she she and I told her I'm like and it doesn't say it's the best vegan brownie it's just the best brownie so like if you if you just ate this you wouldn't even know that you're eating a vegan brownie I don't yeah. understand why people think that they can what you can taste the egg that you're missing I don't, I don't yeah. think so you know it's still moist and chocolatey and it's amazing so yeah that's actually a good point too anyone who has had an oreo technically has had a vegan mm -hmm. yeah i like yeah. when people go like oh i don't eat vegan food i'm like do you eat potato chips do you ever have a pretzel do you ever you know what i mean like i just start <laughs> rattling off the things you know that they you know uh that they that they've eaten and they don't even think about as being vegan and that's the other thing like people always think vegan means healthy i get a lot of people that come up to me at events and they uh, and, you know, the, a vegan event, there's ve people that are vegan for a lot of reasons. You know, I'm, I'm, some people are vegan for the environment, for the animals, for their own personal health or dietary restrictions. You know, maybe they have all these allergies, you know, so there's a whole range of why people are, are vegan. And at a vegan festival specifically, you get a lot of people that are maybe more mindful of their diet and watching what they're eating. And, you know, that kind of, uh, you know, people come up to me all the time and ask, you know, do I have anything that has no sugar in it? or that doesn't have oil in it, or doesn't have all this stuff. And I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm not trying to trick people into thinking that they're eating health food. And yeah. people always ask me, oh, are there black beans in your burrito and in, in your uh, brownies? And I'm like, no, I'm not trying to trick you into eating. It's just a brownie. You know what I mean? It's just flour, sugar, chocolate, you know, like it's just an oil. It's pretty much it, you know, and it's just the ratios that make it so good, I guess. But yeah. there's uh, no big secrets to uh, making it delicious, I don't think. But apparently I'm just good at it. I don't know. I don't now I sound arrogant, but apparently I'm very good at it. <laughs> I love how it started as a journey of promoting your YouTube channel and just right. like cooking baking. And I I love how it ended up turning into something else. So Yeah, I mean it it really did start as like my intention. I've always loved cooking. My mom was a terrible, terrible cook. And so I basically learned how to cook from watching cooking shows growing up. And obviously there weren't any really vegan or vegetarian ones. So a lot yeah. of times they were too gross for me to watch. But when you watch me cook, I basically cook like I'm on a cooking show because I still uh, put everything like I measure it all out, put it in the bowls, just like you watch a cooking show. And then you just have it all ready to just dump it in. And uh, it just uh, is something that I always kind of thought about doing. And people will come over to my house and the way my kitchen is set up people can kind of sit on the one side of the counter and, and looks into the kitchen yeah. and people would joke about, they feel like they were on the Dave Huffman cooking show. And <laughs> I said, you know, so one day I was like, you know, I, I thought about having my own cooking show. And then I had a friend that worked at a production studio here in Cleveland and they had a new kitchen set and he was talking about wanting to do something else for it. So the pieces kind of fell together that I actually had a professional space with a real set and a real crew to kind of make my own cooking show. That's so awesome. when you when you watch my if you watch any of the episodes that are on YouTube and there and there aren't many on there right now, I think there's only about nine or ten um, because that's all we did before the pandemic hit. And then that just oh. shut everything down. And we have it now. BVH as a business is very busy and I'm having a hard time finding time to make more because in my mind, I always wanted it to be a real cooking show, which means not just me with my cell phone on a stand in my kitchen like a lot of people do for like TikTok or, you know, you, and there's nothing wrong with those. It's just not what I wanted to do. Like I wanted it to be like a cooking show. So yeah. mine was like a three camera setup, you know, with a real sound crew and all this stuff. And uh, with my own like theme song and intro and all this stuff, you know, it's like a real show. And uh, which is why it, it costs money to do. So, uh, <laughs> but, and, you know, so when it started, 
uh, that's what I thought it was going to be. And, uh, and now it's turned into something completely different, which is totally fine. I'm happy with it. Uh, hopefully we are going to film some more episodes, uh, in the not say. too distant future. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that's, it's in the works. I've got scripts written and, you know, ideas. And I, I felt like I was just getting comfortable and better at it. And then it just stopped. So <laughs> we need to just get it started up again. And it's weird to me how many people still find it. I get comments, you know, at least a few a week from people that watch the videos and ask like when there's going to be more. And, um, you know, it's, it's just very, yeah, it's, uh, it's nice that people want more of them. So yeah, I want more of them too. So hopefully they'll be soon. That's awesome. I'll have to keep an eye out on your channel. So how, how would you say your work connects with nature? I mean, I think it's more indirectly for me personally. Uh, it, uh, you know, I certainly consider myself to be environmentally conscious. I use compostable, uh, you know, packaging uh, for my stuff. Uh, and I try to, you know, be conscious of those kind of things. I don't want to put more plastics out in the world as or minimize as many as, as I can. And I think, um, like I said, a lot of people are vegan for environmental reasons and obviously a vegan lifestyle across the board has a lower environmental footprint than, you know, someone who is omnivore or carnivore, uh, you know, someone that, that's out there on the, like the Atkins or the keto diet is causing a lot more damage to the environment than someone who's on a vegan diet. Uh, all that, you know, all the grains that they're raising to feed to the cattle that they're killing, you know, the, those same grains could feed a lot more people than just to ultimately make that one hamburger that's going into, you know, someone's mouth. So um, in that way, you know, I, I connect with nature through that way and have a, an environmental uh, impact. But it isn't my personal driving goal. Um, I would like to, to see way less, you know, um, uh, industrial farming, you know, from a cruelty standpoint, but then that also has a great impact on the environment. You know, when you look at all the footage of, you know, not that anyone's really allowed into a lot of those factory farms because they don't want people to see what actually goes on in them. But, you know, the amount of waste that's created, the amount of, you know, gas that's released from, uh, you know, a, 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 the, the sewage pit that's at the pig farm, you know, is just unfathomable. You know, it's, it's, it's the, just a terrible, you know, thing for the environment. So, you know, I, I think the, if people really care about the environment, they should realize that if they want to make a difference, the biggest difference they could make even, you know, yeah, carpool and use public transportation as much as you can, but eat a lot less animals and you'll be helping the environment a lot. Yeah. And I do feel like that goes hand in hand because it's like how you say people are vegan for a lot of reasons. If some are because of animals and, mm -hmm. but the animals and that environmental factor also like they, things just kind of intertwine. Yeah, they yeah, exactly. They're, 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 they're interconnected. And, you know, you might, you know, I've made a decision to be, uh, you know, my, my ethical kind of guidelines dictate that I don't eat animals, but then that just has the domino effect of having an impact on the environment, just like all the people that make the opposite decision has the opposite domino effect. So, you know, it, 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 it adds up. So, and sadly, the, the columns are not evened out at this point until more and more people, you know, switch over. And I think, you know, whatever, if mankind lasts another thousand years, it's going to be more and more common that, you know, people eat a lot less um, meat. It already is, you know, 
yeah. the impact of like dairy industry is struggling more now than they ever had, although they're propped up by government supplements, like a lot of, you know, uh, farming things are. Um, but uh, it's, you know, more people are choosing more plant-based kind of products. Um, granted, I think that there was kind of an overexcitement and overreach with, you know, like Beyond Meat and Impossible Burgers kind of thinking like, oh, everyone's going to want to eat an Impossible Whopper. Well, probably not because vegans like me aren't still going to go to Burger King. You know what I mean? <laughs> and most of the people going to Burger King aren't thinking, oh, I want an Impossible Whopper. So it's <laughs> kind of not, the, the, the business sense isn't quite there yet, even though there was tremendous enthusiasm for it. So yeah. I actually just recently saw something that said they were making like vegan steaks by a 3D printer. And I was like, it's like eat protein and something else. I don't yeah. know. I just saw hmm. that recently. Yeah. And huh. The science of it. Yeah. And all yeah. the, the kind of lab grown meats that are being developed right now, the hybrid meats with yeah. partially plant and then partially cell based uh, from animal cells and you know, that, 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 that kind of Frankenstein uh, meat doesn't really appeal to me. But again, if it ultimately helps reduce the amount of animals that are going to be killed, I'm 100% for it. So yeah. I don't personally want it, but if it has the, the right effect of lessening the amount of animals that are bred just to be killed, uh, then I think it's a good thing. Yeah. And that actually leads me into um, one of my last questions for you. So this podcast is all about self and world healing through nature. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm curious, how do you heal through nature? Um, the most common thing I do, I always joke that I'm an indoor cat. So I don't like, I'm yeah. not the kind of person that like gets all excited when the sun's out. I actually love a rainy day. Um, but I also love to go on long walks. I live pretty close to Lake Erie. So, you know, I will frequently take a walk all the way down and take a, a walk around the park that's right at Lake Erie. And uh, that's probably, you know, me and my best friend, Matt, will go on a lot of walks at night. And, uh, and that's the other thing. I especially like to go out more like dusk in the evening than I do during the day. Uh, I'm, I guess I'm a little bit of a, you know, I'm, I'm a vampire or something. I don't know. But yeah, I just prefer, I prefer, you know, I shy away from the sunshine, I guess. <laughs> but I do, I do love to go, especially my favorite kind of day is where you're not even aware of weather. You know what I mean? Like when you go outside and it's that perfect kind of, you know, 72 oh, degrees, there's yeah. sun's not in your face or it's not too cold or the wind's not blowing on you or it just feels so calm and still. That's what I like. I love those kind of days. Yeah, it's interesting because those kinds of days I try to capture even just the yeah. temperature where it's just like, I feel like this temperature is perfect. Like, yeah. Yeah, it just I, gives you a calm and a stillness. Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I haven't thought about that in a while, but yeah, mm -hmm. you just brought me back to it. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Aww. Yeah, I, it is. It is definitely. Uh, yeah, my favorite time to go out is like right at dusk. Right, that that's usually the best time when you're going to get that kind of stillness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks for sharing. Sure. Uh, my last question for you is: How can listeners connect with you outside of the podcast? Oh, well, they can find me on uh, online, my website, veganhomo.com, which keeps people up to date. There are recipes on there as well. Um, all the YouTube videos are linked on there. Uh, you can find me at YouTube as well, YouTube slash bitchyveganhomo. Uh, I did have a podcast for a while myself, and that might be starting up again. So there's episodes of that on there. And uh, then I've got uh, my Instagram, which is bitchyveganhomo. 
on you on uh, Facebook, it's BVH show. At least that's what it is right now. Because Facebook wouldn't let me be bitchy vegan homo, uh, even though Instagram is owned by Facebook and one would let me, but they wouldn't let me be bitchy vegan homo on Facebook for some reason. So it's BVH show since when it started, it was supposed to be a show, but yeah. I'm going to be changing it soon, probably to BVH bakery since that's more what it is now. So, okay. uh, but for right now, you can find me on all those places. Okay, awesome. I will make sure I put all those links in the description so people sure. can just click on them easily. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for being here. Sure, my pleasure. And sharing. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you very much for inviting me and for having me.